Shanghai, bustling Shanghai. Here's a picture of the Chinese port of Shanghai taken back in the mid-80s. And here's what Shanghai looks like today. Now, a lot of people who have totalitarian bents look at Shanghai, look at China in general, and go, wow, why can't we be more like them? Look at their economy. It's just booming. Look at all these incredible skyscrapers. And they are incredible. They're absolutely amazing. But if you take a look at the tallest of them here, this is Shanghai Tower, one of three in the central district of Shanghai. And it's an absolutely stunning building, really astonishingly beautiful building, and one of the highest buildings in the world. And that's all very impressive until you take a look at Shanghai Tower at nighttime. And then you see that Shanghai Tower is about half occupied. Okay, there's a lot of buildings in Manhattan that are half occupied too, so it's maybe just a real estate pulse of some kind. But if you go out further into the country, you'll find this building, which I think is the sixth tallest building in the world, or at least it would be if it ever gets finished, and it doesn't look like it ever will. This is the Golden Finance 117 skyscraper in Taijin in China. Construction started on it and halted and then restarted again and now halted again. It's now the world's tallest abandoned structure. Well, it's not the only abandoned skyscraper in a communist-controlled country. Here's the famous Rukyang Hotel in downtown Pyongyang, which stood essentially abandoned for a decade at least, until finally they decided to fix it up and finish it, at least on the outside. It's the ugliest building in the world. It looks like the mothership for the Vogon invasion. But nevertheless, you would expect uh, an abandoned skyscraper in North Korea because North Korea is one of the poorest countries in the world. So why do you have an abandoned skyscraper, the fifth or sixth tallest building in the world, in China, of all places? Well, I learned a few things about the Chinese economy over the weekend that you might find very interesting. And I'm very indebted to the YouTube channel Serpenza, who uh, did a couple of long articles on this. We'll link to them in the description below. But what's especially interesting about this abandoned skyscraper is that there's nothing especially interesting about this abandoned skyscraper. I was originally going to call this episode Chinese ghost town economy, and then I realized, no, ghost town doesn't quite do it. A ghost town is a few buildings. China's economy is based on ghost cities. The number of abandoned buildings in China, when I say abandoned, I don't mean buildings that have been lived in and left. I mean buildings that have been built and never lived in in the first place, is absolutely astonishing. Estimates put the number of vacant, never lived in apartment units in China at at least 60 million. That's not 60 million people. That's 60 million apartment units that have never been lived in in buildings that have never been finished and never will be finished. So why? Why? Why is this going on in this country with this supposedly this unbelievable juggernaut of an economy? Now, China has well over a billion people. Most of them are workers, and they don't make a lot of money by Western standards. But when you take a billion people, that's a significant hunk of change. So think about what life is like for a Chinese worker in a city, in a factory, manufacturing something. He's managed to save a little bit of money, he or she. So what does he do with it? Well, he can't really invest it. The Chinese stock market is broken, and no one's going to really sell shares in profitable businesses. Those are owned by a few oligarchs, and much of it is owned by the Chinese Communist Party. So where does a Chinese regular citizen go to invest his money? What does he do with the money that he's managed to save? Well, it turns out there's really only one place for Chinese workers, for the regular people in China, to actually put their money so that their money will grow. And that 
particular sector of the economy is real estate. Something like 30 to 40% of the Chinese economy is predicated on the following model. Chinese workers are convinced that if they save their money and buy one of these new apartment units, then in the not-too-distant future, they'll be able to sell those apartment units to greater fools who will then pay for it more than what they put into it. They can never afford to live there. They know that. These expensive apartments that they are buying with their hard-earned savings are well beyond their means in terms of living in them themselves. Just think of 60 million apartment buildings, each one of them presumably about to be flipped by the incredibly savvy Chinese regular citizen. This economic model essentially does this. It sells to the Chinese people promises of real estate investment in the form of these giant apartment complexes. And it takes in essentially all of the free capital in China that's owned by private citizens. This money then goes to these massive construction companies, many of which are owned by the Chinese government, or at least partially owned by the Chinese government. And they build these monumental structures, which are never finished, because they're never designed to be finished. This is the thing that just blew my mind. You see, folks, the product is not a finished apartment. The product is an empty apartment. That's the economic model. We're going to build something that is going to get people to invest their savings into the project, and we're never going to finish it. That's one reason why Chinese construction is so appallingly shoddy. No one's going to live in these buildings. No one. What's so astonishing in this uh, video from these uh, Serpenza guys was the assertion that if you owned one of these flats in this giant concrete structure, it's these 40, 50 stories high, you would think that in order to protect your investment, you would have electricity installed. It's never been installed. There's no electrical lines in the building. There's no plumbing lines in the building. You would think maybe you might be tempted to put in some electricity and some plumbing and some furniture, some decorations, put in some wall paneling, something like that, in order to increase the value of the apartment. But what he said was because of Chinese cultural traditions and beliefs, the more you fix up an apartment, the less the apartment is worth. Because the Chinese believe that when you move into a residence that's already been inhabited, you pick up all of the karma and the feng shi and all the rest of the psychological and, and, and spiritual and metaphysical history of the people that live there. Fixing up an apartment, making it more livable, lowers the value. And so now you have an economy that has at least 30% and maybe higher of its total gross domestic product predicated on building ghost cities. I just want to say this again because the idea is so astonishing and it's so remarkable. They are not building buildings for people to live in. They are building structures that absorb the private investment money from Chinese workers. They're designed to be ghost cities. And they're very, very, very eerie. Now, this has been going on for some time, and you would think that over time, people would start to sort of catch on to this whole thing. 
Well, it turns out the Chinese people are starting to catch on to it. They don't like it very much. They realize that their life savings have been taken by corrupt uh, gigantic construction companies and Chinese government owns many of these, so they're not about to do anything about it. And so the Chinese have begun to protest, and that's not an easy thing to do in China. But slowly, the outrage is growing to the point where some small protests are in fact actually happening. Now in China, by the way, in order to travel, you have an internal passport. It's a QR code. Now according to this video, your QR code is green if you've shown yourself to be COVID negative, but it's red if you're COVID positive. And if you're COVID positive, that red QR code means you don't get on a plane, you don't get on a train, you don't get on a bus, you're not allowed to leave your apartment complex. So you can only imagine the surprise on the part of the protesters who did manage to come down and, and actually protest this gigantic fraud when they discovered in the next day or two that all of their green QR codes had suddenly gone red overnight. That'll show them. We know that Hunter Biden has had numerous contacts throughout China and that 10% of all the money he makes goes to the big guy. So there's that. And it just kind of makes me as a regular American citizen wonder. It makes me wonder why the president of the United States ends up getting money from people like this. I believe I would turn that down. In fact, I'm quite sure I would turn it down. And when you've decided that you're going to turn down money like that because you feel that it's detrimental to your country, detrimental to your society, essentially helping the people who are trying to destroy you, when you've made the decision that you're going to turn that money down, then it doesn't really matter how much money they offer you. I can tell you with confidence that people from Ant Company in China could offer me several billion dollars. I mean this from the bottom of my heart. You don't have to believe me if you don't want to, but most of you do because you're built the same way I am. I'd turn it down. Because taking money from people who are trying to destroy your country, taking money from the people who have set up the mechanism to punish regular, hardworking Chinese citizens who are complaining about their entire life savings being stolen by the government and these corrupt large businesses, Taking money from those people in order to influence your own country in a negative way, in order to make them more subservient to the people who are paying you, well, I mean, taking money from a foreign power in order to damage or destroy the United States, you think there'd be a word for that kind of thing, wouldn't you?